wanna wear this cutie patootie flannel, but it's hot as tits outside, so let's see how long I last, shall we? Speaking of tits, I really wish, I was just thinking about this before I started filming, because I was trying to pick out what to wear, and I would love to have bigger tits just for the pure fact to have them as an accessory. You know what I mean? I don't know if guys will understand this as much, but as a woman, okay, like I could put on a simple shirt, but as long as I got a little, little valley going on, a little cleavage, okay, like that's it. The tits take over the outfit, you know what I mean? They're the center of attention. So it's like, that's all I need is, you know, like a, a semi-basic top and some good tits. And then it's like, that's the outfit. But I just, I don't have that luxury that other women do. You know, like, I could wear this flannel and, like, just button it down, have a little cleave, and cleave? <laughs> Do people shorten it? That sounds weird. And, like, that's it. That's the look. But, like, not for this gal, okay? Okay, I, we're gonna lose the flannel, guys. I can't, I can't do it. It's too titty hot. Wow, Allie definitely hasn't worn a white t-shirt yet in her podcast. <laughs> okay, unless you're listening on Spotify, which I don't think a lot of people are listening on Spotify. You can listen on Spotify if you want to, so you don't have to see this pretty face, although it does make the podcast a lot better. Anyways, this morning, great workout, killed it, leg day, one of my favorite days. But while I was working out for a majority of the time, there was this dude next to me and he was grunting the whole time. And as I heard him through my headphones, through my music, okay, I was just thinking to myself, you know who I don't trust? Men who grunt after every rep they do. And I would say people, people who grunt after every rep they do. But in my own experience, after going to a gym now for like five years, I have never seen or heard a woman grunt after like every rep she does. Okay, so I'm not being sexist. This is just my experience. And it just happens to only be male. But I just, who can trust a man who just grunts like every rep after every rep? Like, dude, you're just warming up. Like, this is, this is that hard for you? Like, I don't. Why do you have to grunt after every rep? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's a lot. I feel like he'd be a very vocal lover. Like, why? I just, they creep me out. Like, I don't know why you need to grunt after every single rep. It's a little weird to me, a little unnecessary. Like, are you just trying to show off? Like, bitch, I like to show off too. Hello, have you met me? I'm an Aries. After a couple, sure. Look, you're on your last rep doing your max weight, it would be natural to let out a, you know what I mean? I do that too, bitch. You know, I'm squan 100. I was going to say 110. I, I'm still at 100. If I'm squan 100, you know, and I'm like on my last rep, I'm going to let out a little huff and puff. You know what I mean? But these men who it's just like, you're warming up with a 50. What are you doing? Like, it's calm down calm down okay I it's if it's really that hard for you like maybe don't start with that heavy of a weight it just it's unnecessary okay it's just I don't trust men like that on the list of people I don't trust I don't trust men in general okay very few men I do I trust but uh specifically men who grunt at the gym after every rep I don't trust you okay and I'll say that to your face no remorse
Anyway, speaking of things I don't trust, okay, this week, um, um, my mother sent me a post on Instagram. Yes, my mother has an Instagram. Was it a good idea for her to get one? That's up to her. Personally, for me, don't like that my mother can now send me things on Instagram. I, this story, or IE, is it IE? What is, is that an example of? Is that what that acronym is? IE, okay, let's, <laughs> I'm smart. IE, my mother sending me things on Instagram. She sent me a, let's say, scientific post. I don't want to get into the details because I don't really want to talk about political things on my podcast. This is not what I'm here for. But she sent me this post about something, like a statistic. And I was just like, why is she sending me this for one? Because it had to do with pregnant women. And I was like, mom, are you trying to tell me something that I don't know? But I click on the profile that shared said post, okay? And on the top, it said, post or satire. Okay. The post of satire. If you don't know what satire means, it means it's joke. It's not real. It's not truthful. It's for comedic purposes, okay? And then... I went to the original account that posted this and it was some small chiropractor that little that probably lives in the middle of bumfuck nowhere with like a hundred followers and I like I I know people always make the joke all the time that chiropractors aren't real doctors I don't know the difference of the degrees and like what you have to learn in medical school I don't know but it would make sense that chiropractors don't have to go through as much as people who like do open heart surgery, okay? It just... So I told my mom after she sent me this post, I was like, this is not credible. Why are you sending it to me? And she was like, they're hiding the truth. And I was like, okay, maybe we don't know what certain things are true or not, okay? But this is still not from a credible source, okay, bitch? I need facts. I need science. I need proof. And you're not giving me any of those. I don't even know what to say to that. It's just, you know, it's funny. It's funny. Which, like, I can completely understand people's concerns with how things are portrayed in the media. Because it is hard to, like, decipher what is true or not. Because I feel like, you know, I don't really watch the news anymore, like, on the TV. Because I realized when I used to watch it every day during the pandemic, like, when we're in, like, quarantine... It's all just, like, car crash, sad story, corona. It was, like, all this sad stuff. Then they, like, feed you one feel-good story. Like, here's some dog that had some puppies on the side of the road, and they found them, and they all got homes. You know what I mean? Like, it just was so depressing watching the news. And I feel like sometimes they just, like, wanted to push fear. And it just, I didn't like that feeling. So I get people's concerns with, like, trusting the news, media outlets, the government, you know, all that, I understand where it comes from, but I still, like, if you want to have a conversation about something scientific or political or anything, like, bring the facts, bitch. I have one friend who's always like, yeah, this thing, look it up. It's like, no, if you're gonna sit here and have a conversation with me about something and you're trying to prove your side and then you tell me, look it up. At least send me a link, bitch. I'll look it up, but give me the credible source that you're getting this information from. You know what I mean? And I am not very good at giving credible sources my own because I just hear things from various podcasts and books 
and like astrology accounts, okay? But I don't go around, you know, like being like, this is 100% true. Look it up. Dice roll on that bitch. You know what? I don't do that. So just know your facts, people. Do your research, okay? If you see something, look at the source. Where is it coming from? Is it coming from an account that literally says it's post our satire? Because then maybe don't trust that. Home game. Going off on a different topic. I was thinking about recently, like, how difficult. Difficult. I don't know what I was doing. Trying to be Italian, but not really. How difficult it is to have a conversation with someone about, like, something traumatic or something that deals with like mental disorders which can be very traumatic trying to respond to someone after they shared with you something so traumatic that happened i feel like a lot of people don't know how to respond okay because i.e <laughs> um many of times i've shared my trauma with people i feel like i haven't got a great response and it feels awful and i was just thinking about it recently because like having like friends share different things with me you know after the fact after like hanging out with them I kind of have like reflected and be like I feel like I could have responded better you know I feel like I could have reacted better which I know I shouldn't be too hard on myself for but I feel like it's really important to try to learn how to like make people feel comfortable and you know not necessarily understood but feel that you know, you're giving them empathy because, like, like I said, <laughs> I know how much it sucks to, like, share something, like, super awful that happened and then someone is just like, damn, that sucks, dude. And then, like, switches topics or something. Like, I know it's a lot to take in, but it's a way more for someone to share something with you. Like, it takes so much more courage and just like bravery to be like hey I'm suffering through this really awful thing or I did at one point in my life and then you just kind of like bypass it like you might not be able to know how to handle it but I feel like that's something we should all learn okay collectively guys let's all like at least for me I just I think that's really important to make people not feel like shit after doing such a like courageous and hard and personal thing like sharing it with someone you want to make them feel like it was worth it for them to share because I many times have shared things with people and I was like wow you didn't care you didn't give one flying tit you literally couldn't have cared less and you're gonna go on with your life and forget I ever told you that you know you don't have to live with the trauma bitch I do okay so when you share it with someone and they just make you feel like shit about it it sucks so you know that's personally something I really want to get like better at I don't think I'm that bad <laughs> but I just feel like I could do better and I feel like it's just important at least just like listen bottom line is like listen don't interrupt them don't bypass it quickly like try not to like let them have a moment because they're like doing this courageous thing of sharing something with you and just try to be as empathetic and kind as you can. Like, that's all someone could really ask for. And I guess it's probably to each their own of how to say that, because I don't even bitch know how to say that. But that was my little therapist session, guys. I hope you... Therapy has taught me a lot. <laughs> okay, I feel like I'm very wise. I've always been wise, but, like, definitely more emotionally intelligent. It's actually fun to be more emotionally intelligent than other people. Because you're not as affected. If you're like, God, Becky was such a bitch today to me. Oh, so rude. Don't want to talk to her again. It's like, okay, 
well, did Becky have a bad day? Is Becky going through something else at home that you don't know about? It's so easy to take things personally and make it about you. Me, 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 me. Everybody hates me. Everyone's attacking me. But it's like never like 99.99999% of the time like never personal. So being like more emotionally intelligent, you can like be self-aware and be like, hey, that's probably not about me. She's just probably going through something and I was the 10th person in her day to piss her off. So she took it out on me. You know what I mean? It just, it's nice to be like introspective and emotionally intelligent. Okay. Highly recommend therapy. Okay. Which today is actually my last session with my therapist and I'm really sad about it because she's an intern. I think I talked about this a little bit in last week's podcast, but I can't afford real therapy so I go to interns who are like about to graduate so she's graduating so I can like follow her to whatever practice she's going to but obviously that's gonna be a lot of money because I put this post-it note on my wall like almost two years ago now and it says apply for health insurance okay bitch I still don't have health insurance um so please don't hit me with your card so I can't really afford her you know if she goes to a different practice and just not an intern. But the other intern at the um, therapy office I go to is a male. And I've never had a male therapist. So I'm kind of intrigued. I'm going to try it. I'm excited to see how it goes. I'll let you know. Which I was thinking about this the other day. Okay. And if you have gone to therapy or thinking about going to therapy, whatever. When you go to therapy for the first time, you know, usually you don't like your first therapist off the bat. Sometimes you can. But you kind of have to find what you like. But I was thinking about it. And I was like, I wouldn't want to be one of those people that has the same therapist for like 40 years. Yes, they know all my trauma. Yes, they know all my tics. They know all the things that piss me off. They know, you know, what I need to work on still. And that's nice. But in life, you can learn so much about yourself or about the world from meeting just one person. Because all of us view the world in such a different perspective and all of us move through the world in such a different way and communicate in a different way. So if in life I can learn so much from meeting different people, I can also learn so much from having different therapists. And I I now have had three therapists, so once I change, I'll be on my fourth. And I feel like everyone has given me something different, has taught me something different about myself, has helped me work through something different especially a male perspective. I mean, I already have trust issues with males, so this will be interesting. Even though he'll already have all my trauma written on a piece of paper from my previous therapist, so like, you know, that's fun. I think it's actually kind of fun to be able to switch therapists every like year or 10 months because I can learn so many different things about myself. I really love my therapist now, so I wanted to follow her to whatever practice. And I was like, maybe I can afford it. You know, I'll try to make it work because I really like her. But then I was thinking about it and I was like, I feel like I can learn still so much with her. But with a new therapist, I could also learn so much, especially from a male perspective. I've never had a male perspective. You know what I mean? And maybe it'd be kind of nice to like have a different male I can trust because they're very few and far between in my life, which is such a sad statement, but it's true. If you're in therapy like feel free to switch around not like every like two or three months unless you really hate your therapist but it's like spend a decent chunk of time with a therapist to get something out of it and like 
find a different one unless you're in a really good space with that therapist and like keep going to like keep working through things but I don't know I was just thinking about it. I was like this is actually like the coolest thing ever that I can get like a different therapist like every year because you know every year I'm gonna be changing so much as a person so it's kind of cool to have a different perspective every year from a different it's just that's dope as hell so i'm honestly actually excited to try my new therapist try my new therapist like it's a fucking toy or something test them out test the waters i asked my current therapist to ask my new therapist what his birthday is obviously because <laughs> i want to know because my current therapist is a virgo very analytical ask a lot of questions you know critical love her very organized just Virgos are great therapists to have. She's the second Virgo therapist I've had. So I'm kind of curious to see what the male is. I don't think I'm going to ask him right away. <laughs> I think I'll like after our first session in my head also be processing how he seems as a person and try to guess his birthday. I've done that with like every single one of my therapists and it's kind of fun. Anyways, and they have to accept me for who, am I, who I am because I'm paying them. Yay! <laughs> Love that. Oh my god, I'm not charging my laptop. <laughs> On my podcast notes for this week, I put, like, try new things, question mark. I don't know what I meant by that. I mean, I guess, yeah, try new things. <laughs> it's good to put yourself out of your comfort zone. I feel like I've always preached, put yourself out of your comfort zone. Try something new every day. Try something that scares you every day. I feel like I've preached that a lot. But until this year, I feel like I haven't really done it a lot. And it is actually one of the most valuable things. I feel like if you're stuck in life or you don't know what you're doing, you don't know what you want to do, like trying new things is just so helpful. And really, my boyfriend has helped me with that this year. And my friend Juan both like really helped me push me out of my comfort zone in so many different ways that like I'm so grateful for. Because I am a creature of habit. You know, once I like something, I either like it forever or I like it for like five months and I'm just like hardcore into it and then I get over it and move on to the next scene and go through phases of that. But I've really been trying to like, you know, variety is the spice of life and yada yada yada. So I've been trying to, you know, spice it up and, you know, change up things I do or eat or go or even like my vocabulary. I want to get a better vocabulary. I really need to read more. I know I need to. I watch a lot of podcasts. That actually kind of helps because hearing people talk in like different vernaculars, <laughs> is that the right word to use for that moment? I feel like it also teaches me different vocabulary. So anyways, I just want to be like smarter and better and just like everything. You know, I'm already like top notch pretty. <laughs> Ass is already 10 out of 10. Um, Okay, tits, they are what they are. But we still love them anyways. Itty bitty titties are still titties, okay? But I still just, like, want to get better. Smart people are attractive, okay? Oh, <laughs> I also, on my notes, I wrote <laughs> peaking in high school. Okay, I recently, obviously since I graduated college, um, not too long ago, if you're just listening to the audio, I did a little hair flip after that. You know, since graduating, I've been so stressed out with, like, I need to get a big girl job right away, and, like, what am I doing with my life, and I'm wasting my time, and, like, I'm already 23 now, and I was listening to a podcast and with two comedians, and they were saying how it was so helpful that they really didn't get into their career until a little later, you know, until, like, their late 20s and early 30s, because 
they had those years to kind of like try different things and try different jobs and figure their shit out and what they wanted and who they were and they're so thankful for that and they said like a lot of people that they know that like either peaked in high school or you know like had you know after college found like a job in their major right away and then they've been in that for forever now and they hate it like you know those are the people who really aren't happy in life which made me feel good (laughs) okay because I feel like I'm always in a rush to get where I need to be and I know it's not about the destination it's about the journey I don't know what that was I meant to go like that but I just kind of half-assed it so it made me feel so good also couldn't agree more with people that peak in high school if you think high school was your best time how because I don't think I don't think any of us knew who the fuck we were I think all of us were kind of douchey (laughs) okay like we were all idiots like we all said dumb shit we all did dumb shit so I don't I don't know how that could be your peak unless you just hate responsibility and being a good human being and bettering yourself then maybe that's how you peaked in high school but like high school was definitely not a peak for me I was a loser literally I didn't I didn't talk to uh like anyone I didn't belong to like any group I was super shy believe it or not my boyfriend does not believe me because I am who I am neurotic crazy woo just you know love being the center of attention but in high school I literally was one of the quietest people ever I didn't talk to anyone besides my senior year I broke out of my shell a little bit just a little bit but I was definitely a loser also the way I dressed gross like get some style Allie when I got older and like my senior and junior year some days were a little better than others when I dressed emo I looked cute okay when I was trying to be something I not I didn't look cute and then like the same thing happened in college like I was more quiet when I first got to college and I didn't dress like myself and didn't really act my like myself for a while but then like towards the end I was definitely more myself I think also changing colleges helped immensely but um like I don't even think this is my peak time now you know what I mean like I feel like when I'm like 27 I'll be thriving like I'll just look super hot maybe my tits will come in by then and I feel like I'll probably know who I am more and be more established in my career you know whichever direction I want to I end up going in moral of the story is don't be sad if you like aren't where you're supposed to be right now like if you're around the same age as me okay like almost out of college, just out of college, couple years out of college, like, I don't think we're supposed to have our shit figured out. And if you think about it, like, realistically speaking, do I want a big girl job? Yeah, I do. But I feel like it's also different for me because I'm going into a very different industry. But if you're just like, I'm gonna be an accountant, you get an accountant job, you're like, this is it. Like, I guess you can work for, you know, bigger companies, bigger firms, more expensive clients, whatever the lingo is like you can still work your way up but if you're in like a set job that you're like just gonna do forever it's like if you think about it in the moment you're like of course I want a job out of college but then you think about it am I gonna do this till I retire then like that's a long time so I'm like chilling not really I really just I want a big girl job actually I don't even like I just want a job in my industry like I've waited 23 years I'm trying to be patient But, like, I love entertainment, so I'm just ready to, you know, do something more than just, like, filming a tiny podcast in my bedroom. Do I love this? Absolutely. But do I want something more for myself? Absolutely. But it's okay. In due time, I'll be fine. 
it's fine anyways yeah i think that's it for this week i hope you guys enjoyed click subscribe if you haven't new podcast every tuesday like comment share do all that jazz yeah so see you guys next week (laughs) bye